morning, everybody. So, yeah, this morning's reading is taken from Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, going through to verse 12. And that's on page 1186. You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know. But with the help of our God, we dared to tell you his gospel in the face of strong opposition. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God, who tests our hearts. You know we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else. Even though, as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Thank you, Camilla. Thank you very much. We're going to pray together now and ask God to help us to understand the Bible. Father, we pray this morning as we meet now. We pray, Lord, that uh, you would open up that uh, passage from 1 Thessalonians to us. Pray, Lord, that you would help us to understand this rightly and then help us to, to live it out in our lives, we pray for Jesus' sake. Amen. So this morning we're thinking about love your mum. First of all, let me tell you this story. There was a mum one day was passing her son's bedroom and uh, was really quite astonished to see that the bed was nicely made, everything had picked up, and the bedroom was absolutely tidy, just extraordinary. And then uh, she saw an envelope propped up prominently on the pillow uh, in uh, there, and it was uh, addressed mum. And uh, if you'd seen that, I guess you would have been as worried as she was. And uh, so she opened the envelope and uh, read the letter, this is what it said. Dear Mum, it's with great regret and sorrow that I'm writing to you 
uh, I had to elope with my new girlfriend because I wanted to avoid a scene with Dad and you. I've been finding real passion with Stacy, and she's so nice that I, I knew you would not approve of her because of all her piercings, her tattoos, her tight motorcycle kit, and because she's so much older than I am. But it's not the only passion. It's not only the passion, Mum. She's pregnant. Stacy said that we will be very happy. Uh, she owns a caravan in the woods and has a stack of firewood for the whole winter. We share a dream of having many more children. Stacy has opened my eyes to the fact that marijuana doesn't really hurt anyone. We'll, we'll be growing it for ourselves and trading it with the other people in the commune for all the cocaine and ecstasy we want. In the meantime, we pray that science will find a cure for AIDS so Stacy can get better. She certainly deserves it. Don't worry, Mum, I'm 15. I know how to take care of myself. Someday, I'm sure we'll be back to visit so you can get to know your many grandchildren. Love, Joshua. And then at the bottom, it said, P.S. Mum, none of the above is true. I'm over at Jason's house. I just wanted to remind you that there are worse things in life than the school report that's on the kitchen table. <laughs> so, can you call me when it's safe to come home? <laughs> well, who would be my mum? Who would be a mum? And we all have mums, don't we? We all have mums. Today, uh, maybe you're remembering uh, your mum, perhaps who died many, many years ago. Uh, and uh, today we want to thank God uh, for our mums, whether they can be with us today or not. Maybe today you've travelled quite a way to be here today and to be with your mum. Uh, and in many ways today can be a very uh, special day. We also recognise, don't we, that today uh, can be quite a difficult day. Um, I was uh, uh, just talking to someone earlier on uh, in our early service this morning who was saying that, yes, today is a very difficult day. And we know there are folks here today as well for whom uh, today uh, is not uh, a day that they've been really looking forward to at all. But we do know, don't we? And we recognise that mums are, are hugely, hugely influential. Um, Abraham Lincoln, the US president during the Civil War there, said, All that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. And George Washington um, Again, well, at first president of the United States, my mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All I am, I owe to my mother. I attribute all my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I received from her. So today is about mums, and there will also be a, a short word to dads at the end. And we're looking at 1 Thessalonians 2, 1 to 12. And uh, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Thessalonica, just at the top of the Aegean, isn't it? Perhaps you've been there on holiday, Thessalonica. And uh, he's reminding them of his work and ministry. And, and it's not directly about mums. Uh, it's, uh, it's really about his work and his ministry there. But in this, he's saying, I was like a mum to you. And he says, I was like a dad to you. And he's saying, you know what a mum's like. You know what a dad's like. At least you know what a good mum and a good dad are, are like. And this morning, I just want to pick out a few summary phrases about mums, and then one at the end about dads. 
um, which will help us, I think, to, to say thank you to God for our mums. Maybe a slight gentle challenge if we're mums ourselves or dads ourselves. Uh, so a few summary phrases. Well, it's very clear he says, as we look at 1 Thessalonians 2, 1 to 12, uh, and he says this, we know. We know. Now that little phrase, or ones which are of similar idea, they're littered all over 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. So in verse 1, you know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. So you know what we were like, he's saying. And it carries on. So it's there again in verse, oh, in verse 5, for instance. He says, you know we never use flattery, nor do we put a mask to cover up greed. You know that. In verse 9, surely you remember, not quite the same word, but the same idea. You remember what we were like. Verse 10, he talks about being witnesses. You know what we were like. And back in, then in verse 11, where he says, for you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children. And there is something really quite deeply personal, isn't there, about your mum and about what you know about her. Because uh, we know, don't we, about our mums and what they've done for us. But, you know, behind closed doors, when it's just you and, the, uh, and your mum there, there was some, uh, someone we knew in, in, uh, when we were in Lowestoft, so uh, died quite a number of time ago. When I took her funeral, the, thing, the main thing that her family, were, her children were saying about her in the funeral was how much she'd helped them with their homework. Hour after hour after hour after hour after hour, week after week, month after month, year after year. Uh, we know about our mums and what they've done for us. When Anna and I were going out, uh, I uh, obviously met her mum. Her mum died a year before uh, we were married. Um, but uh, I, as I got to know her mum, I think the thing that really struck me about Anna's mum was the way she was always in the kitchen. She was always in the kitchen doing stuff and uh, uh, cooking or clearing up or whatever. But she always seemed to be in the kitchen. Others were uh, uh, in the lounge watching the television or whatever. But Anna's mum was always in the kitchen uh, and always serving, making a cup of tea or whatever it would be. And, uh, and he's saying here uh, that we're witnesses. You, your brothers, your sisters, if you have them, you know. You can say, we know. You can say, we've seen it. And no matter how many Mothering Sundays we have, people always want to stop and remember and say thank you and to, to celebrate their mums, which is why one reason why we're here today, isn't it? We know that's one reason that we're here. Second thing is uh, there's just a little list of, of verbs about what mums do, and we're going to look at some of these now. So you have a look at verse 8. We cared for, so just as a nursing mum cares for children, so we cared for you because we loved you so much. So he's saying, Paul and his friends, they loved the people in Thessalonica, but that was just like a mum loves her children. Okay, sometimes uh, maybe... Um, uh, mums are, are, are slightly less than perfect shall we say but actually they but today we would be thinking of the good things wouldn't we and uh, we want to be thanking god for the good things and uh, generally speaking mums love us unconditionally and no strings attached and for that we thank god so we thank god for them today and we thank our mums if we can now we also want to say as we meet this morning we're meeting here uh, as a Christian church and when we think of love we're reminded where love comes from and we're, love the, we're reminded that the author of love the one who is present in love here now is God God is love 
And the greatest loving acts and the greatest loving person, well, the greatest loving act in all history was when the greatest loving person sent his son to come here and to live and to die for us. And so, mums, if we want an example to follow, if you want to know what love looks like as we love our children, then actually we need to remember a 33-year-old on a cross. The world's most loving act ever. That is love. That is our standard. That is our example. We know. We know you love. And then next, we know you care. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. End of verse 7, beginning of verse 8. Just think how that uh, love and that care works out in practice. Someone has written this, the most creative job in the world involves fashion, decorating, recreation, education, transportation, psychology, romance, cuisine, literature, art, economics, government, pediatrics, entertainment, technology, maintenance, law, religion, energy and management. Anyone who can handle all those has to be someone special. She's my mum. And if we stopped and made a list of all the ways that our mums cared for us, I guess it would be just a, a hugely long list, wouldn't it? Um, when I was a boy, um, I used to make um, these Airfix models, you know, these plastic things. I think we've probably still got a couple in the loft. And... Uh, um, often warships and aeroplanes and things like that. They used to paint them after they'd been stuck together. And, uh, you know, these little humbrol paints, about these paint pots about so big, and the tiny little paintbrush and so on. And uh, uh, I remember, you know, in term time, when I was at school, I might run out of paint, and I'd ask my mum if she could get me one. She would always have it done and be there waiting for me on the dining room table on the, on the same day when I got back from school, if I asked her that morning. She always would do that. And then in the summer, she would take my sister and I swimming at Beckenham Baths. Uh, and she'd joke, in fact, it's still a bit of a family joke about growing roots there. And then we'll go for a Horlicks in the cafe. And it was proper Horlicks, not one of these instant ones, but with a funny whizzy machine that made it all really milky and smooth and nice. And, uh, and we'd go and do that before getting the bus home because my mum didn't drive and we didn't have a second car anyway. How's your mum care for you? Or how did she? I mean, that was 55 years ago. How did your mum care for you? And thank her today, or thank God for her, or both, if you can, because mums care. We know. We know you love. We know you care. And we know you share, is the third thing. We know you, the fourth thing here, we know you share. There was a, um, in the maths class at school, a, talk, a teacher asked the boy a question, and the question was this. Suppose your mum baked a pie, and there were seven of you, that's mum, dad, and five children. How much pie would you get? And a small boy answered, a sixth. And the teacher answered, no, I'm afraid it's not quite right. Remember, there are seven of you. To which the small boy said, yes, I know that, but you don't know my mum. She'd say she didn't want any pie. And actually, there are two sharings going on here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. The apostle here, he talks first of all about sharing themselves, sharing their lives, um, because the people have become so dear to them, but also, he says, sharing the gospel 
with the people there in Thessalonica. And if we're Christians, we're going to want to share the gospel. We're going to want to talk about Jesus with our children. That is great news. God loves us. Jesus came. He died for us. He was raised again from the dead. He's alive today. And if we're Christians within Christian families, that is the most important thing in the world. That really is the most important thing in the world. Uh, That our children should know about this and that they should just embrace it together. So we want to share the gospel with our children there's something not quite right, isn't there, if we, if we don't want to do that with our children. The most important thing ever. But our children know quite simply that at home we share life with them. It's at home that our children know what we're really like. It's at home that our children know, yes, we have good days and we have bad days. Um, they will know if we're trying to follow Jesus or if it's a bit kind of false. They know how we, uh, uh, if how we behave, say, on here today, Sundays at church, if that is how we behave the rest of the week, don't they? You know, our children know if life is consistent, if your behaving at home is as much as a Christian as you are here right now and so on. So why don't we pray? Why don't we pray that with God's help, we would be consistent. It's mums and dads, isn't it? Parents. That we would be consistent in our lives and that we would be a great example for our children at home as we share our lives together. Because that's what home's about, isn't it? That's what being mums and dads is about, that we share our lives with them. You know. We know. We know you love. We know you care. We know you share. And uh, lastly, we know you work. Now, this isn't uh, uh, work work, as in going out to work. But the Apostle Paul in verse 9, he just tells the Christian people in Thessalonica, we know how, you know how we worked for your sake. So this morning, I, I want to say this. Let's, let's just pause and remember the work that our mums do for us or did for us uh, and today's a good day for saying thank you, isn't it? And one thing, those characteristics of a good mum, love, care, share, work, they are very like God, aren't they? And how he has done that just for us, love, care, share, work. That is just like God, as he acted in history for our salvation love, care, share, work. And today, as we thank God for our mums and for their love, their care and their share and their work for us, it is also a gentle challenge, isn't it? That uh, even when we're desperately, say, de- sleep-deprived at our wits' end, to pray and to ask God, Lord, please help me today to love, to care, to share, to work for my children, for my wonderful children. And a word to dads, and then I'll finish. Just a word to dads. I know it's mothering someday, but just a word. Because this passage does talk about being a dad too. And, and it says here, you are an example. There's a lovely story about uh, Boswell, you know the famous biographer Samuel Johnson, Dr. Johnson. 
And uh, in his old age, Boswell was reflecting on the most important day of his life. And he said that it happened when he was about 14. And his father had asked him if he would like to go fishing, have a day's fishing together. And uh, during that one day, Boswell learned about what really was life was about. And they had a, he thought he just had a brilliant day with his dad, just simply through his dad's example. Years later, an historian decided that he'd try and track down Boswell's father's diary and see what had happened on that day's fishing, to see why it was such a significant day in Boswell's life. And this is the entry in Boswell's dad's diary. He said just simply this, went fishing today with my son. And then he wrote, a whole day wasted. But it wasn't, was it? I mean, he thought it was a whole day wasted, but Boswell, his son, thought that was the best and most important day of his entire life, as he spent that day with his dad and so on. Like it or not, dads, we are an example. And it's things like that, spending time with your kids, which is really important, absolutely fundamental. It's not a whole day wasted. We are an example. What kind of an example are we? You may think you haven't been a great example. And you'd love to turn over a new leaf and with God's help be a much better example to your children. There's great power and impact in a changed life. We are an example. I'm a dad too, of course. We are an example. And then the other thing about that, so the first one there, uh, you are an example. Let's just remember that and pray to God that he would help us to be a good one. And then the, uh, as it says in verse 12 there, this is something that dads do, encourage, comfort and urge their children. We'll explain the urge in a minute. That's where the urge comes from, verse 12. Dads, do we encourage our kids? When was the last time you did that? Are you generous in your praise? Do you tell them they're doing well? It's too easy to be critical, isn't it? Too easy to feel perhaps even threatened by their success or envious of their opportunities. Do you comfort them? Or do you leave that to their mums? thinking it's not really something I should have to do. And if we're Christians, do we urge them? Actually, what he says here, it says, urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Do we urge our children to live lives worthy of God? Or do we leave that to mum as well? It'd be a bit easy, wouldn't it, to leave that kind of thing the encouraging, the comforting, the urging, to leave that to your wife, to their mum. Maybe that's why 50 years ago we never really had a Father's Day, did we? Just mothering somebody 50 years ago. Maybe dads, we could be doing more, so Father's Day isn't just a day made up by the card shops, but it's a day with a really good reason behind it, because we're being good dads. Really good dads. But today's about mums, really, isn't it? Not us dads. And we thank God for our mums. And as we can, we thank our mums as well. We know. We know your love. We know your care. We know the way you've shared your life. And we know your work. And we thank you. And we thank God for you. 
I'm going to lead us in a short prayer now. And then Ian and Hazel will lead us in our further prayers. Father, we pause now to uh, simply thank you for our mums, for their love, their care, their sharing of themselves and their work for us. And Father, if, if we are mums here this morning, we pray, Lord, that you would help us to follow your example of loving, caring, sharing and working so that we may be the best mums that we can be. And Lord, please would you help us dads to be the best dads that we can be, encouraging, comforting and urging our children to live lives worthy of God. For Jesus' sake. Amen.